wrestling moves performed are already an art form within itself based on how the human body is positioned and the language that it speaks so what do you get when wrestling moves meet paint yes you get performance art but you also get wrestling art admin f aka badman f explores this further in this episode where we also touch on things like his favorite wwe wrestling character from the attitude era and more Creator Waves, now loading. I'm Bad Minef, and I'm checking into Creator Waves. Okay, so so where where does like wrestling wrestling and art where does where did that where did that come where did that come together how did that come together um well the original story is pretty interesting but for me it it uh it really comes down to one of my art forms I like to try to mix the the with the quote unquote lowbrow, a lot of you know people who are into fine art might see. Stereotypically, most of those people would see professional wrestling, uh, low culture, you know, for like, you know, just trash culture basically. And I grew up on watching, like me and my friends, we loved it, and my dad watched it, his dad watched it. I don't know, it's just a cool thing. And it really started, though, uh, in 2019, I think it was, maybe a little earlier, I was out and I brought some paints and I was painting. And, you know, we were drinking and smoking and hanging out. So I start, I got a little fresh doing I started wrestling it um, as a joke. And one of my uh, friends started... I started filming it and there was this clip that I have that I thought was funny. So I just posted it and it was kind of cool, you know, and it always stuck with me. And, uh, since then it's like evolved in my head and I've tried out different versions of it before that I've done this most recent series called Andy Thussie fight night. So it's evolved over a couple of years. (laughs) Yeah, 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 because yeah, in because in a way you can kind way, of you can kind of you can say that, say that wrestling moves, moves it is like an, is art. Like an like art like the way it's like as far as like the way the body is like performing certain moves the the shapes that the the way the body is like position the way certain moves are executed it is like an art. So it's interesting uh, how like you, how, like you, you found a way, found to, a way to, like, like translate, translate those, those movements movement into like, into visuals, into visuals, like, into, like, into, like into, art, into art, into creating yeah. like an art piece. Thank you. I really appreciate that. I, I mean, for me, it's like all like wrestling is a lot like professional wrestling 
is a lot like dancing, you know, and da dancers, they're artists. And I think a lot of athletes are in a way artists. They, they have to like when they're training and they're working out, that's like them practicing their choreography or their brush strokes or they're so, you know, their, their straight lines and sewing, you know, any, any number of things that are artistic. Like I, I think artists and athletes have like a lot in common and professional wrestling and dancing and things of that nature are kind of like the, the intersection of that. So, you know, yeah, I, 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 I think yeah. it's very, I, I think it, it just, it kind of makes sense. You know, what you just said a big time for me, it clicks. Yeah. It's almost yeah, like, because one of my favorite, one of my favorite um, um, wrestlers, wrestlers growing up was Rob Van Dam. Oh, like, I, I love him. Yeah. And the way he, yeah, would, the way like, he would like perform, it was like, it was art. It was like, it was power, but it was elegance. You know, so imagine like seeing like those movements translated into some form of art visual. That's kind of that's kind of what you're you're doing, I guess. It's like yeah, you're seeing you're seeing the moves being executed, but then you're seeing you're seeing like. Uh, visual representation of that movement yeah i mean definitely i think like it is a kind of a big thing for me in a lot of my painting work to show movement and rhythm i think that's something that i'm very one of my you know strong suits when it comes to making visual art and i think these you know, I've done lots of different forms of abstract painting before this, you know, and I think I kind of know a little bit of what I'm doing when I'm doing these certain moves and I have a, like some type of vague idea of what, how certain things are going to come out or how I want them to come out when I do a certain move when the paint's wet or if I put paint on my arm and slap it all over the painting or whatever. Um, but it like, it, a lot of the works do have this kind of movement or rhythm for me that kind of shows the chaos and the, I don't know if it's even chaos, but just the, the, maybe the chaotic nature, not just chaos flat, but the chaotic nature of the performance. So. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, that makes, okay. Okay. Um, yeah, because I saw, the video, video of you in action, action. And, and I was like, I was like I've, I've never seen this before. Seen this before. <laughs> like, I've never, I've seen, never seen wrestling, wrestling moves, moves being used, being used to, create, to, create, uh, to create art. To create art. Mm -hmm. So then when you bring those two together, it's like, it's performance art because you're being entertained by the wrestling moves. But then you're you're also seeing what um, visuals are being created as a result of those wrestling moves that are being executed along against what was it against like paper? Oh, what do you mean? Uh, like the actual canvas that I yeah I, yeah I, what was it? Oh, it, it's it's a uh, plywood. Firewood. Okay. Uh, pl plywood. 
plywood, plywood. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Plywood, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That's, That's yeah, I'd never seen yeah, anything, never like, seen that anything like that before. <laughs> so I was just oh, like, th- like Thank you. That's uh to me that's a compliment. That that's what I was I'm I'm I was going for. I think I think it's very hard and you know it's it, it's something that's not necessarily important to me when I make my art, but uh originality to like truly strive to make something original or to like have original thought is like very hard to do because there's you know if you if you search around enough or do enough reading and learning about history you'll find that some of the ideas that you think are brand new aren't new at all you know especially when it comes to art it's uh there's been a lot of artists who have done a lot of different things so I don't even know if I like if I'm the first person to do this. I I can know that I know that I haven't. I did. I will, I'm not like ripping someone off, you know. Like I've seen performance live painting, and I'm I'm definitely inspired by that genre of like performance art. Like the live people do. Like people have used their bodies to make paintings before, mm. and you know, there's even the guy who does like um, that one artist who does the boxing. A lot of people have been comparing my work to. I, I don't know his name. I, I, yeah, I think it's a guy. Um, but he does like the boxes on paintings and like puts paint uh, on the boxing gloves. I think I know who the guy is. I think I know who yeah. you're about. Yeah. So, you know, it's like even that you could say, like, I mean, I don't know if I, I, I had no, like, I had known of his work in the back of my head. So maybe that was an inspiration there. You know, yeah. like, I, re- I, I don't think it's, you know, like, I say, I'll say this one more time. Like, originality to me personally isn't important when i'm making my art and i don't you know i don't think people person like if i was going to give advice to someone to like another artist i would say do not get hung up on trying to be original because it's almost an impossible task i would argue but to like to like strip away all inspiration from it from like anything and to just try and do everything original is that what you're saying it's difficult well, to like it's difficult to like say okay i'm not getting any inspiration from anyone else i'm only gonna figure out a way to just do something that no one else has done so i would argue that if you try my argument which i don't know if people would agree with or not i guess i haven't talked to enough people about it my argument is that if you strive to strip away influences and to like kind of be in your own vacuum and if you strive to create something original, you're going to fail. It's kind of like for like, if like, um, like the road to hell is paved in good with good intentions type, type beat or something like that. You know what I mean? Like it's, uh, I think when you allow influences to 
mold your art and you use a lot of different I don't know. Yeah, I guess yeah, if you sorry. And if you use a lot of different influences in your art and make references like it's kind of like in the period we're in where like towards the end of postmodernism entering like what some people think is like new sincerity or like what will be like original art but like when you blend reference when you blend genres and you blend ideas together that's and you allow those influences to be influences on you 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 can create something original because it's like Mm. You know, it's yeah. kind of it's kind of like how almost like if you think about it, like how people are born. You know, it's like two people come together, and sometimes more than two people will raise a child, and it's like the different influences of like everyone who raises that helps raise that child like forms a new person. It's kind of like yeah. almost in a weird way, kind of like that. You know, yeah. and like, do you watch? Like, do you watch um basketball? The NBA. Um. A, a little bit here and there. I'm not a huge, uh, yeah. you know, I, I was a wrestler in high school, so there was always kind of like, a, I don't want to say a beef, but like a rivalry between basketball players and wrestlers. So okay. I just was never really into it. But like, I love, like, I, I love when uh, I'm from outside of Cleveland. So I love when the Cavs do well. And, you know, yeah. I've, I, I'm, I'm a fan of LeBron's cause he's from Ohio and, yeah, because you know. they say yeah. LeBron, they say LeBron is like Magic Johnson with Carl Malone, like with Carl Malone's build. build. Mm-hmm. So then, going back to your point, that makes that makes LeBron original, because you take those two things that weren't okay, they weren't initially existing within one person before like magic um like playmaking skills and Carl Malone's um build physical build you bring those together and we haven't seen someone like LeBron before so it goes back to kind of what you were saying about you you originality doesn't originality involves some influences that come together to form something that you haven't really seen before because of those different elements that come together to form that original thing. Yeah, I definitely, you know, I agree with that. And that's my argument for how to achieve originality. I think, yeah, you got to let those influence come in and you got to let the people that came before you and, and your contemporaries as well. Like you should allow as many influences as you can into your art, like into your art, and you don't have to use them all. But you should learn. I think I think you should definitely learn as as much about different artists that are working right now and who came before you. I I, I would aside a little bit more with artists who came before you because not a lot of people are looking back sometimes you know it depends it depends how far back or you know what scene you're in but i think you're gonna find a lot more if you if if that if you want to be original or you want to be different i think you should look backwards into art whether it's music or clothing or painting 
I think you need to look back at what, what was going on in different periods of time and history and, you know, how people dealt with different scenarios, good times and bad times. It, it kind of makes you think about what people are doing today. And you can kind of tie the similarities in, you know. I mean, right around yeah. the time of the last, the last pandemic or like, yeah, I, I think it's considered a pandemic, you know, the flu of the 1919 into 1920, I think it is, or somewhere around there, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And, yeah. I uh, yeah, yeah. Like a hun- around a hundred years ago, there was like a big flu type pandemic. Yeah. And that. that's like right around the time of like, and you know, there's also obviously like world war one was just ending and that's like around the time of uh surrealism or let me get that's around the time of dadaism into surrealism or is it vice versa i I should check that um but like around that time there's a lot of uh there's a lot of um I think surrealism is first and then Dadaism, but it it's like the beginning of that Dadaist period of like chaos and just, um, I don't want to say rant. I don't think Dadaism is, is random. I don't think that's a good word for it, but it's kind of just, it, 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 it reflects the random by itself is not a good explanation. It, represents the randomness or the seeming randomness of the universe and the world and how things work, you know? And so I think we're kind of seeing that in art right now. And, you know, like if you're looking also back at history, like right off of world war one and that pandemic, there was the rolling, the roaring twenties came after, you know? So it's like, I think we're going to have our own little, roaring 20s possibly where it's just going to be really crazy lots of parties and artists and different types of things going on because people are really wanting to get out and do new things and see things so i'm excited i mean there's still a lot of hardships ahead of us i think big time and you know the pandemic isn't over yet but um you know it's uh I don't know. It's it, it's 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 good to look back at history. It was the point that I was trying to yeah. make. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. But then you can understand. It kind of puts, kind the, of puts the, the the present in perspective a bit more because you understand, okay, how things um, developed over time to get to this point. Then you can have. Then it creates some anticipation for like, okay, what's next? Where where are things going? How how do things develop how do things push forward mm-hmm. yeah. definitely um, um we gotta talk about, gotta talk um, about um mick foley because you told me oh. that that's like <laughs> your that's one of your biggest inspirations like we have to talk just talk about yeah your love for mick foley and yeah and definitely the characters that he he was able to tap into as well like during yeah, the attitude so, era, during the attitude era, specifically during the attitude era, yeah, def- yeah, yeah. yeah. So Mick Foley, I mean, I so Mick Foley when I was a little kid was never my favorite wrestler because he was a little before my time. You know, I watched most of my wrestling when I was like you know young like elementary school into middle school, 
And, you know, that was the 2000s into the 2000s. Like, yeah, that was, yeah, that was all the 2000s. And then like in high school, like, you know, middle school into high school, I was like kind of into it, but I was like looking back at old, older stuff. And that's when I started to get into like the attitude era. And, you know, I really liked the first wrestling group I really liked was uh, D generation X, which was like triple H and Shawn Michaels teaming up to be like bad boys, like anti-establishment and that's the Badman F character China. is very much inspired by like, yeah, China, yeah. uh, inspired by that kind of style. Like, you know, WCW, that rebellion, that rebellious energy. Yeah. And then like the theme song, the theme song is so good. Yeah. And then like, you know, WCW had the NWO, the new world order, which was kind of like the D- the same thing, but it was Hulk Hogan and he was rebranded as bad. But that whole era, they had so many great anti-heroes. That was kind of like the style of the era, um, yeah. you know, with the rock stone cold, Steve Austin, all like, yeah. so, but Mick Foley. Yeah. Undertaker. Exactly. Yeah. And Undertaker too, is kind of like Mick Foley that, uh, Mick Foley was, I'm sorry, <clears throat> Mick Foley was kind of ahead of his, a, a little before all those guys. Um, you know, he was somewhat big in the 80s, um, and he was a really crazy wrestler. And uh, his, like, first wrestling, his real name was Mick Foley, but his, re- his first, like, real well-known wrestling persona was Cactus Jack, where... Um, <clears throat> Cactus Jack, which was like, you know, just this kind of cool anti-hero guy, wore all black, kind of had this like outlaw kind of thing going on with him, with the name and whatnot. Um, and that was a crazy character. I don't. I I think I would argue maybe Mankind is his craziest character. Um, I don't know. I mean, they're all crazy. All his characters are crazy. You know, they're yeah, all yeah, like different versions of him. Dude Love was that delusional. Yeah. But in a, in a, in a fun way. Mm-hmm. But Cactus Jack was just crazy. Cactus Jack was like, he's taking, he's getting barbed wires. He's getting chair. He's just. The more. You know, and, and you realize how crazy Cactus Jack was based on how the wrestlers reacted to his different characters. So, mm-hmm. like, so like Triple H would Triple react, H to, react to a match with Cactus, Cactus Jack way with way, way more, more sh- like um anxiety, anxiety compared, to compared to a match with mankind. mankind. That's 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 that's, that's, that's the point I was, I was making. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, because you know, yeah, yeah, Cactus Jack is gonna bring out the tax and the chairs exactly. and all that He's stuff. All of that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mankind is crazier in a different way, more of the psychological. Yeah. But yeah. I, and I want to get into that, like the breakdown of those main, the, like there's a kind of like the trilogy of Mick, the Trinity, I should say rather mm-hmm. of Mick Foley and it's Cactus Jack. Then there's uh mankind, which, um, you know, he has like the leather mask and Mr. Yeah. Sacco and, yeah. you know, it's kind of the spooky undertaker type character a little bit. Yeah. And, th- yeah. That's and the then, thing uh, like, like, before, Before he had the, had the um, um, you know the the theme the, song that was like "Have a Nice Day," the "Have a Nice Day." Before the one before that was like an Undertaker type theme song. Theme song. 
like his mm. persona was like dark like yeah when he would come out it would be like the lights would go off like it was it was like it was like you know when he was where he would wear brown yeah exactly the, yes, the early was mankind was, was like more of a super more of a supernatural like a character um, theme. Mm-hmm. Down the aisle, weighing 287 pounds, Mankind! Not a pretty sight. Look at this. Mm-hmm. That was like a dark theme. Like a dark then theme. when he started when to, he wear started white, to wear white, that's when it became a little bit more brighter and a bit more... Um, just not as like... As dark. Yeah, it was more like yeah. psychological, like yeah, or, yeah, exactly. Like he's kind of like the madman, you know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and that's, but that's the cool thing about his Mick Foley and his career is that he was able to portray all these different characters, and like everyone, you know, everyone knows that it's Mick Foley, mm. but that's like but you still buy into the character. Like, mm. even though everyone knew it's Mick Foley, like yeah. you can't not, you know, it's his, he has curly brown hair. He's a big heavy set guy, like with yeah. the beard, like you missing teeth, cut off ear. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you know, it's him, yeah. <laughs> but like he could just sell the character and really yeah. like sell it to the audience that this is like yeah. a different person coming out. Mm-hmm. And that's what I, have been striving for with um and the andy fussy fight night series is that right now i'm wearing this makeup this is the bad Menef character um and i've already in one of in andy fussy fight night seven it's called back in the backyard i introduced this my second character named full hardy i and I can send you that message later. Um, but my, I introduced my second yeah. character, Fool Hardy, and he, this character wears a ski mask and is kind of like a crazy, you know, the Badman F is kind of like a little crazy, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, ter- I'm, I'm transitioning the character a little bit to be more just anti-hero kind of rock mm-hmm. star. And Fool Hardy is the kind of cr- madman crazy mankind type character you know i wear a mask and it's like very got like kind of very much i mean obviously influenced i don't know i i you some might go as far to say that i'm straight ripping him off i mean my characters have their own little things and gimmicks mm-hmm. but i'm i'm deeply inspired by mick foley i i think mm-hmm. he is he's kind of like the the wrestler's wrestler or maybe more like maybe not the re- He's definitely the artist wrestler. He's like he's like, he's the, like the okay. He's like the he's artsy, like the artsy wrestler. wrestler. Mm-hmm. Like like he like, can like, he can like, tap into different characters. characters. His costumes, His costumes were di- like they all different. Different. Mm-hmm. And ev- even and the characters even had, the different, had different. Yeah, they had different yeah, personas. Had different like, personas, like, what what Royal Rumble? Oh, there was a Royal Rumble where all three of those personas entered into the Royal Rumble. So Cactus Jack entered, Mankind entered, and Dude Love entered. And when they really all of the different, I can't remember which. I don't know about this one. Yeah, there's a Royal Rumble where all three different characters enter into the Royal Rumble, 
and when they enter, when they enter all, different all different vibes, all different. Cactus Jack is wild, crazy. Mick Foley's just like wacky, but like you know. And then Dude Love is cool. He's got the glasses. He's got the music. The cool music is just. Ladies and gentlemen, from truth or consequences, New Mexico, Cactus Jack. Cactus Jack, there's some Dude Love fans, too bad Dude couldn't be here. Cactus Jack, the alter ego of Mick Foley. And we're getting right down to the nitty gritty. Who's number 28? The luck of the draw has everything to do with this. Foley's baby boy is pulling a triple header. Somebody knock his head off. Wait a minute. Here. Will this be Stone Cold Steve Austin? No. Where's Austin? Yeah, and, that, and that's the other and thing. You know, is like, the same person. You know, it's the same person. The, um, JR, JR, and, it's like JR and um, Jerry. Jerry, It's like you. It's like you even knew. No, they knew it was the same. But they kind of played it. They. It was so believable. It's, it's part of. Yeah, it's part of that. Uh, it's part of their art form, you know, to stay in character and to really, you know, it's called kayfabe. Um, I've heard of is, that. I've heard of that. That's like yeah. the official, it kind of has like, I don't know, like a spiritual heaviness, but it's kind of the overall like understanding that like you live your character to the mm. fullest extent, you know, especially when it comes to like interviews and, <clears throat> um, media and you know i'm not an actual wrestler so i'm not committing to kayfabe right now like i'm and in a way like i wanted to touch on that you know even when i'm playing like i would say i'm kind of playing admin f right now as as well as i'm playing badman f mm -hmm. is that like i kind of have my own little quirks or things that i you know at obviously my real name is an admin f so mm -hmm. i and I, I think it's it's just I think Mick Foley just reveals a lot to us about the human psyche and like how we present ourselves in situations yeah. and it's almost like a postmodern take of the art form of wrestling like you know committing to these characters and like playing with that like he like everyone knows he's not these characters but at the same time they everyone believes it yeah it's just like creating this like crazy theater in front of us you know i don't know do you know, what, do you know what was like you know what was made like, it even better was when, was when he started becoming, he started becoming the mick foley mick character, character. Mm -hmm. so then you cut you it was kind of like kind where of you like, were you took a step back and he was like wow so, okay. wow so okay he can transform he into can cactus transform jack in any moment he can transform into, transform into mankind or do love in any moment 
know, it's like it made like it helped you, helped you see, see separate, separate the human behind all of those characters. Of those characters. But then at the same time, you could see the possibility of him going into going back into those different characters. So I, thought, mm. I think that was like genius. The way they did it. I don't know who I don't know whose idea it was, but someone in the WWE, whoever that was, that was I think that was genius. I think I think a lot of it was McFoley. Um, you know, he was a very well respected wrestler in the WWF, now the WWE at the time. Um, and he was just very, you know, uh, there's, there's a lot of stories about like wrestlers, like, you know, saying things like, you know, when everyone went out and partied after the shows, like Mick Foley would go to his hotel room and read, you know, and he was just always like, he's just a creative type person. He loves to read. He does stand up now. He writes. He does all types of stuff, and um, you know, I think th- he was just always coming up with ideas and wanted to try out new things. And you know, as he got more popular, they just, you know, when he came up with a new character, it was kind of like, yeah, you, like you're not going to say no to Mick, you know? Yeah. So, and he took. I like- think I think a lot of it was him. You know, like there are writers and there are you know, people yeah. who help yeah. the wrestlers with their characters, but Mick Foley was really, you know, and a lot of the really good wrestlers are the creative minds behind Definitely, their personas. Yeah. Cause they have to live it. They have to lit like the, the best wrestler personas are people who perform it well. Yeah. That's the whole, yeah. that's what makes yeah. it a great persona is like yeah. the way the rock talks yeah. when he was in the ring, you know, yeah. it's just like, oh, stone cold. Yeah, uh-huh. any of the any of those great yeah. memorable. Uh, 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 we gotta wrestlers. give credit to Undertaker as well. The way he was able to like, because because when when he eventually introduced the American American badass um character character, um you could tell that's the character he truly wanted to be. As opposed to the the the. Uh, dark, the dark, Undertaker. Yeah, because that's a whole different. That's a whole different way of storytelling. It's more of a, you know, not saying very much. You know, it's just the presence of his phys- You know, he's a big guy. He's strong. Yeah. He has all these tattoos. Yeah. It's just like his physical presence, almost. You know, yeah. and, and his perf- what really sells the Undertaker he embodied, character. He embodied like that Undertaker. Character so well, so well. Mm. The dark. I mean, both. I think. The, I think he did darkness. both well. You fool. You fool. Oh, I. Th- I think he did b- both really well. He did both you know, well, he but was, the, the, the the American um um badass one badass one is mm-hmm. like it felt like that's felt him like in real life. Like, like that's really like, him. No. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. The I, other Undertaker I, is like he had to embody. He had to like live it. And, and study, you know, study. yeah.
yeah he it, and the the I mean, it's all in the wrestling performance that he had to sell it. So, like, that's what makes him just a great technical wrestler, too, is that, you know, some... And, you know, most of the wrestlers do. They embody their character during the performance, too. It's not just like, oh, okay, now we do the promo and we talk and then we wrestle. Like, you have to play the character the whole time. And that does take a lot out of your... And mental and physical for what they're doing, you know? Um, so it's just really, you know, it's really impressive and it's not, you know, I'm sure he, it was a little easy. Not, I don't, I don't want to say easier, but it was probably a little less daunting and mentally draining to play the American badass to have a little more fun with it. And I think that's part of why Mick Foley wanted to do the different characters. I think he's like, he was so obsessed and so like, so committed to playing these characters that he needed breaks from the characters. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, true. that's what I think. Like, you know, he was so good at, and so committed that it's just, I think that might be, you know, kind of a reason for it. Yeah. But, what did you think of, um, dude love? Dude love is, you know, it's, I'm working on a dude love type character as well. Uh, you know, it's like the, it, it's uh, it, it's the it's just fun, you know. He's a goofy guy in tie dye with the fun promos. It's like you can't not, you can't not look not like or yeah, you can't not like dude love, and um, but it's you know it's definitely like the less. There's not a whole lot of room necessarily for you know as like art artistically like I kind of drawn to like more darker stuff so and you know i do want to play the really fun upbeat character too so that's why i am working on a dude love character but um i think it was necessary for to show off like mick foley's range you know a lot of these guys they they go on to be actors like you know john cena and the rock and things like that so i think that was part of it is just like him showing off his abilities as a performer and the thing about the dude love character is that he like he was friends with Shawn Michaels and like before dude like around the time he was coming up with dude love or like a little before like Shawn Michaels like asked Mick Foley something about like what did you like want to be because that's like the, what they would always ask each other sometimes like you know you you try to be a character the fans don't like it it doesn't sell so they help you come up with a new character and they that one sells so you're kind of stuck with that character and and so like that's kind of you know the the character the wrestlers are always trying out things and mcfoley anyway sean michael says like what what did you want to be and mcfoley says oh i wanted to be you and sean michaels like laughed you know and if for people watching don't know who sean michaels is he's like the pretty boy rock star you know his nickname's the heartbreak kid you know he's the He's the fun love it. Like the kids love him. The women love him. You know, he's just the cool, cool rock star guy, you know? And so that's like kind of where I, I think like dude love was supposed to be like Mick Foley's Shawn Michaels in a way, or like any wow. number of characters that kind of like embody them more like the sex appeal or just like the fun, like the fun more side. positive. Yeah. So 
yeah so that that's like an interesting like dude love is like um kind, kind of like that version of Mick Foley like if he was the cool rock star guy you know because like yeah. yeah yeah that's that's I never looked at it that way because I didn't know the backstory of of that so so yeah um so what 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 do you think about memes what why why do you use memes um the first the first answer is I just love memes you know I, I think most people in our generation can say that this but I I've been tapped into the internet you know since I was in middle school or whenever it was accessible to me and I was like you know felt comfortable using it a lot and memes it just I I like them they're entertainment you know but that's where you know you can start to look look into the second answer which is the more artistic academic answer is that it's a it's a form of visual art and uh, i think some people would argue that memes have taken over as the primary visual art force that moves ideas and that pe- the most people are looking at you know it used to be commercial art it used to be like andy warhol and roy lichtenstein is that how you say his name roy lichtenstein I think that's how you say the name. But anyway, like it used to be commercial art. You know, that was the forefront of what, you know, magazine covers and Andy Warhol prints and, you know, whatever. That was the forefront of visual art and what people knew as that. And now it's memes. That's what the most people are looking at. Um, that's and what I, feel, I really, feel like that's what brings people together the most at this point. Yeah. And, you know, out of all the, you know, I've done lots of different art forms, filmmaking, painting, clothes making, and now memes for the last year. Like I've, I've always messed around with memes, but I've, I've done it more seriously and been like tapped into the community for the last year and some change. And, uh, it's, I haven't grown an art following as fast as I have done with my memes, you know? with any other art form. And, you know, some people don't even think that memes are an art form, but I would argue forever with people that they are, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure. Especially, All right. Especially oh. as far as the storytelling. Oh, there's so, there is such a storytelling aspect and art form to memes. And, you know, yeah. there it's, it's like a comic book, you know, or like exactly, a comic strip. Yeah. It's like words. It's like, a, it's like a real life comic book. It's like a comic book based on like real life, real time experiences, real time situations, scenarios. So I would argue that one single meme, excuse me, I would argue that one single meme is like one panel of a comic book and that like mm. your Instagram feed or your Twitter feed is the comic book itself, you know? So, ah, okay. Yeah. True. Ah, true. Okay, true. Yeah. True. yeah okay, but it's kind I, of yeah, like okay, back, yeah. but it's backwards. It's in, it's in reverse order, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah true, <laughs> true. True. All right. Just, just right, get into, just get into um, um, your wrestling character. Your wrestling character. Bad man. Yeah. Bad man. 
All right. That's good. <clears throat> What's going on? Admin so F. When did this when when did this start? When where did this well, yeah, my training. Batman if. Well, my training. Uh, <clears throat> it started a long time ago, in a place called Hell, Ohio. Um, I was trained by a wrestling legend. I can't really say their name. They don't want their name out there, and I don't want all these other amateur professional wrestlers like myself to try to get out there and get to my mentor. So you know, don't want to blow them up. You know. But it started many years ago. I've been training, and uh, I'm undefeated. And on my sixth fight, they finally gave me my championship belt. I'm the inter-animated champion of the United States. That means I'll take on anything, inanimate or animated, you know? I'll take on anything or anyone. What's so? What's the key phrase? What's the key phrase for for Batman? If what's um, phrases? I got a couple phrases. I don't know if I have any really phrases. You know, I it's uh you know I always give a shout outs to my Thussy Maniacs. Shout outs to the Thussy Maniacs watching. Um, you know, I'm the I'm the I'm the I'm the Thussy's champion. I'm I'm the Dirt Devil. I'm Badman F. You know, I don't really. You know, I'm a I'm a I'm a shit walker, not a shit talker. You know, I I walk, I don't talk. You know, that's the whole whole thing about Badman F. So you let your you let your actions do the talking. Oh yeah, big time. You know, I'm I'm a I'm one of the most underrated performers on the Eastern Seaboard. You know, I. Uh, I got to let my actions do the talking because too many people nowadays just want to yap, 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 yap. Try to get a championship belt. Then maybe you can yap or something. Your style, your, style, your, shades, your shades. What's, what's, are you wearing a suit? Like what's, what's, um, what's the style? I got a tie. I, I got a tie on. I got a, some nice pants and a leather jacket, real leather right here. Um, you know, I, I, I'm a, I'm a prize fighter. I'm a champion. So I dress like a champion and when I'm fighting, I dress like a fighter. Um, you know, my style is, I don't know what to call it. It's Midwestern. It's, uh, it's eighties inspired. It's nineties inspired. It's in inspired by a little bit of everything. The two thousands, you know, it's all there. Um, I, I just, I kind of wear whatever makes me feel good is what the important thing is for me. I don't know really how to define it. The makeup, the makeup why is it designed, designed in that way? in that way? Well, you know, a lot of people see my makeup and they think of the Joker and whatever. Um, it's really that uh, I'm, when it comes down to it, I'm a clown, you know? I'm a rock star clown. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm out there performing for all of you and trying to make you laugh, trying to make you cry, you know, just basically trying to give you one of the best matches that you've ever, ever seen, you know? So, um, 
I'm just a, uh, I'm nothing more than just a, a crazy rodeo clown sort of, you know, I'm here to possibly, possibly get a little hurt, a little beat up, but to give everyone watching a good time. Yeah. This is the championship belt. They gave this to me my si- after my sixth win live in New York City. Andy Thussy fight night number six. They gave me this. That's because I'm the interanimated champion of the United States. I said it once, I'll say it again. I'll take on any object, inanimate or animate, anything or anyone. <laughs>